no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we will break down the Bears' Week 16 opponent with our special guest, Bill Smith, from Believe in the Jaguars podcast, and much more. Hey, Dub, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Press. How are you, man? You know, uh, it's one of these weeks, bro, uh, and we're going to get Philly here in a second, but I'm going to tell you one thing, man. I, I just have a eerie feeling about this game that's coming up this week, man. And I just really hope that our team takes these guys seriously. That's that's just all that I hope that happens. Cause I don't know. I just have a, it's just, you know, how my grandmother used to always say, she's like, I just feel it in my bones. There's something that's not sitting right with me right now, man. And I hope that, <laughs> I, I hope that I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, look, man, teams normally get relaxed when they see a team's record, right? Like all this team seems to be, you know, struggling, but you're right, man. We can't take, we got to take these guys very serious. Yeah, you can't play down to your opponent's uh, record, but, you know, t- uh, to that point, Bill, talk to him, man. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I-, I get where y'all are coming from in terms of, you know, these teams coming in and, you know, playing down to your opponent. Because even though the record, of course, shows what it is for Jacksonville, 1-13, they have had some outings here recently where they played pretty well against tough opponents. Now, <laughs> recently... Uh, this is kind of going around on Jaguar Twitter. There was a report from Adam Schefter that Doug Marone has the backing of the locker room. And since that report came out, they've been outscored 71 to 24. So, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so I, I, I don't share that concern that some people do that Doug Marone might be around for another tenure. Uh, but, it <laughs> is. So, uh, but the way that the Bears are playing, I mean, I, I honestly think you guys should also uh, have, be pretty excited by the way that the offense is playing right now because Jacksonville's given up some points. Yeah, man, and, and that's one of the things, Phil, that we've been really happy with these last three games. And even though we've lost that that Lions game, the offense, man, ever since Bill Lazor has come in and he's been working with uh, Mitch Trubisky, we've seen a totally different offense than what we saw even six weeks ago with this ball club, man. So we do have some reasons for optimism there. I'm just going to say this to you, both of you guys. When you look at what happened in week 15, we saw that the Jets won, and we also saw that the Bengals won. So that's just a little bit of my, like, all right, Bears, now this team that we're getting ready to face in Jacksonville, they may be, you know, trying to go for the uh, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes over here, but do not fall for the banana tailpipe trip. Do not do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. We got to play, man. You know, of course, it's crazy that you mentioned both those teams because with the Jets, of course, winning, that puts us in the number one overall pick. But with the Bengals winning, that guarantees us a top two pick. So, right. you know, of course, there is a, that large gap between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields that people discuss. But up until last week, 
a lot of us had been talking, have we talked ourselves into Justin Fields and very excited about that. But now it's like, oh my God, <laughs> like it finally happened. Cause we went from a tear, you know, it was just a bad outing all around offensively and defensively just didn't look good. And then 15 minutes later, we found out the Jets won and no one cared what happened in the game <laughs> it <didn't laughs> <Right>. whatsoever. <laughs> it was insane. Honestly, it was one of the, like one of the loudest, probably the best day of the season for the fan base, honestly. <laughs> and, and, and rightfully so. And, and this is my thing, man. I'm not a proponent of tanking and, and, and I'm not sure kind of how your fan base uh, sits with that. But I'll tell you this. I don't know what the Jets were thinking in that situation. I mean, obviously you play to win the game. But you have to know that this team has been tanking all season there. And I wonder if that was just Adam Gase's final fuck you to the team on the way out. <laughs> Could right, be. Yeah. He said, watch this. Oh, you guys going to fire me at the end of the season? And you think you're about to get Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, watch this. <laughs> Honestly, I could totally. And there was also these rumblings going around that if they were 0-15 going into week 17 against New England, that Bill Belichick would throw that game to make sure they didn't get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and that's the kind of forward thinking that he would do. I honestly believe that he would do that. Now he doesn't necessarily have to worry about it too much, but I could see him in his mind think about that. Like, well, I'm not going to play Trevor Lawrence for the next however many years. Right. That I, that I'm here, so. I also don't know what the Jets were thinking, but we're whatever they were thinking, we're glad that it happened. Hey, look, yeah. nobody wants to go 0 16. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but you know, the one thing I was going to ask you, Phil, when, when you're looking at your, your squad, I mean, you guys in 2017, you guys were playing to go to the Super Bowl, yep. right? And now when you fast forward and you look at where you guys are at in this situation here, what are some of your thoughts, man, when you look at what's happened with the Jaguars over the last couple of years? Honestly, it really comes down to a couple of things for me. Of, of course, hanging on to a quarterback for too long that just wasn't the guy in Blake Bortles. And I, but that's why I was excited to come on here because I know a lot of the Bears fan base was feeling very similar, of course, with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, you have this great defense. You have pieces around him, but you have a quarterback that maybe not be the guy. But we spent we went all in on Blake Bortles coming out of 2017 and mm -hmm. they started off hot. They started off really well. You know, they got that big win against the Patriots. I think we started 4-0. And then from there, it just, it just tanked. And honestly, a lot of it had to do with, there was just, things were going absolutely insane in that locker room. There were a lot of really big personalities there. And there was also a guy in Tom Coughlin, who, let's be honest, I mean, Tom Coughlin knows more about football than what, he's forgotten more about football than we'll ever know, you know? But he had such an outdated mindset that it was just almost impossible to repair any of those relationships. So you see that in when a guy like Allen Robinson leaves now, granted, you know, mm -hmm. they had some solid receivers, but you, you mean, Allen Robinson, even though he wasn't part of that 2017 year, I was very excited to see him, you know, going forward with this team. I'm like, Oh my God, we have a core, you know, it seems like Blake Bortles is right at the ship. I'm excited to see this, but Allen Robinson leaves. And then you have guys uh, now like, like this year, unique and Gakway. And then of course the biggest one, Jalen Ramsey, you know, when when you have guys like that that don't come around very often and you know what maybe unique isn't elite but he's definitely damn good he's a good player that he we sh he should have he should still be here and the fans rallied around both him and Jalen so between being tied to a quarterback that just wasn't the guy and also just poor front office management that's why we are where we are now and one of the things I wanted to touch on because I really 100% agree with you was with Tom Coughlin and his outdated methods right so that may have worked that old school approach when he was with boston college and, and a little bit when he was with the giants even though we saw that he kind of started to wear on some of those players and that was back yep. in the day right mm -hmm. 
when I saw that the NFL Players Association was basically going after Coughlin because of all those fines that he was giving to players on you guys' team, and I said, man, dude, he's like finding guys up to four or $500,000. I'm like, no one does that kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you have another guy on the team in, in Tashawn Gibson, who, who, who has aired out his grievances with the team as well. And then, of course, Leonard Fournette. Now, going back to that draft, I wasn't high on the Leonard Fournette pick anyway, but you know, still a guy that, you know, it seems much happier now that he's gone, which is why I think in the offseason, they made it such a point to send AJ Boye to a team he wanted to go to in Denver and then send Calais Campbell to a team like Baltimore. You're trying to repair the image that Tom Coughlin really just completely tarnished. And inevitably, um, Dave Caldwell paid the price for, you know, Dave Caldwell, there is a, a saying that also goes around a Jaguar Twitter. If you gave Dave Caldwell the opportunity to only pick from the second round on, he'd be great. We would just need a GM to only <laughs> pick first round picks and everything else, because the talent that he found from rounds two and on, I mean, just look at, I mean, a Rob is one of those guys, Alan yep. Robinson, Godway, right. Gardner Minshew, even for one year, even, even though Gardner Minshew was, I mean, he was, he was one of those fines and you see guys this year, uh, Devon Hamilton and undrafted guys like James Robinson. I think we're going to talk about him a lot, of course. Uh, but, you know, he's been able to find these guys. He just could not hit in the first round picks. Man. He sounds a lot like a dub. He sounds like a lot like Ryan Pace. We we talk about that here in Bears Twitter all the time. Ryan Pace, if it's not defense or if it's not one of these like uh, second, third round dra draft picks, he's going to miss. He's missing a lot of his first round picks. And so I can kind of hear the parallels between the two GMs when it comes to that. Absolutely. Good point. Now, Phil's also is kind of scaring me because he's brought up A-Rob's name a couple times. <laughs> the A-Rob situation is mirroring a lot of what's happening now to, mm -hmm. to, to what happened with him in Jacksonville. So, and Phil, you could probably tell me if I'm wrong here, but I was under the impression that the Jaguars did not franchise tag A-Rob, which allowed him to hit the market, correct? Correct. Yep, that is correct. And my fear now here with Chicago is we have not been able to um, work out an extension with him. And I have a feeling the same situation may happen to him this offseason. So I'm just seeing a, a parallel there that I do not like because I love A-Rob. <laughs> yeah. And, and admittedly, you know, of course, as any fan is, I was pretty salty that he decided to, that he decided to leave. However, you can't deny that he's, he's a really great talent. He gets disrespected in the mainstream media all the time, especially when they're talking about the weapons on this team. And it just baffles me. I, I really don't get it, but yeah, I have been monitoring that because it seems like, you know, he may have a foot out the door and, and I don't, it really baffles me because again, he chose to come to y'all. But I don't know if it's I know right at the end of his tenure, there is a famous video on, on online of training camp heading into 2017. It was the year before he left and then it got injured in week one. And there is a there's a video of Blake Bortles overthrowing him in a joint practice with the Buccaneers. And you hear audibly a Rob say, keep the shit in bounds, bro. <laughs> <And> when, that, <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> if we don't draft a quarterback, which uh, admittedly, my buddy Jay and I, who is my co-host. On believe in the Jaguars. We were all in on Lamar Jackson. We were determined. And mind you, there was no chatter that the Jaguars were going to take Lamar Jackson. But that pick <laughs> came up. We were like, it's going to be Lamar Jackson and it's going to be great. And then, of course, we take Taven Bryan, who, oh. what? <laughs> I oh. mean, uh, what one, when I saw that in, in training camp and heard that from A Rob, I was like, oh man, this is, he's, he's not going to stick around. That's that's never good when you got your star receiver that's looking side out at the quarterback. Like, what what the fuck am I doing here? You know, I mean, that just happened with Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. You guys hear that? <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> well, yep. the one thing I yeah. will say this here, though, A-Rob has learned his lesson from playing with the Jaguars because when he gets frustrated, he just goes off into his own little world <laughs> and not right. let anything else bother him. That is true, A-Dub, because we saw that in, in that game where when A, when A-Rob, you know, the, they weren't getting the ball, right? And right. instead of him being disruptive, he just kind of like went to the side, yep. got his mind right, and he was like, all right. Then he goes back to the quarterback, like, okay, man, this is what's going on out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, that, that comes with just being in the league, you know, for sure. So that's, uh, honestly, that's that's a good sign. So hopefully it means, at least for y'all, that he'll, you know, he, he keeps a level head and, and hopefully he, it seems like he's enjoyed it there, at least for the most part, so. Uh, and it's that, not again, over that yet. just comes with majority maturity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's not over yet. So the thing yeah. is, also, we're looking to resign him back. So hopefully we can resign him back. It's not over right. yet. We'll see. The thing that when I look at this Jaguars team, and Phil brought up a lot of points about just some of that dysfunction that was going on in the locker room, you guys had to endure that Jalen Ramsey situation with not only with the contract, but with the Brinks truck, and then mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. situation where he walked away from the team for the birth of his kid, and they said, well, yep. he had the kid months ago. There was just a lot <laughs> yeah. of distractions, you know, with that situation. Yeah. Um, but then also your defensive end that you guys traded away, um, that was a situation where it seemed like every year it was always a contract uh, holdout situation involving him. So it's just been a lot of noise that's been going on within that franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, of course, the 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 on and the Jalen thing, uh, which I brought up, was just it was just so frustrating because at the time I still was uh, it was prior to me fully uh, covering the team the way that I do now. So just looking at it from a fan side, you know, I, I still remember being at the draft party when when the Cowboys passed on Jalen and, and went with Ezekiel Elliott. And we all knew, you know, that we knew the pick was going to be Jalen. And you think to yourself, oh, my God, one of these guys finally fell to us. And then not only mm-hmm. that, he backed it up. You know, it was one of those picks where he was who we thought he was, you know, one of the best in the league. And then again, it just all fell apart. And then I remember when that report came out that he had officially requested a trade and my heart just sunk, man, you know, because again, for a team that we've only been around for uh, 25 years, guys like that don't come around very often, you know, and we haven't had an elite talent like that since the, you know, late nineties and then early two thousands, you know, when we had Jones drew and Fred Taylor and, and the Mark Brunels and guys like that. But then, you know, you get a guy that comes through and he's, you know, in the area, he went to school at FSU, you know what I mean? But, um, just the way that all planned out. And the thing with Jan, uh, it just, it just, ran, it got to the point too, where fans definitely turned on him as well, because at first, uh, you know, pay Jan, hashtag pay Jan was a big thing on Jaguar Twitter. And eventually when he called out publicly called out Tony Khan on Twitter, that's when the fans really kind of, kind of turned their back on him. And that's just kind of how honestly football fans are when it comes to social media, it's, it's frustrating. But it's also like, yeah, we did back you for, for a little bit. And no, and I'm definitely not defending Tony Khan anyway, either because, I mean, that's why I wore an AEW t-shirt because it's the only thing he pays attention to. Um, but, oh, but, oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. But, uh, that's but no, not, not, That's not the way you go about it. But still, I, I, again, just kind of dysfunction from the, from the very bottom to the top. And that's why, again, where we are now. One thing that I want to say, we're seeing that on our side too when it comes to A-Rob. A-Dub can tell you this, all the beginning of the season, you have fans, extend A-Rob, right? Extend mm-hmm. AR. And then what's happening now, A-Dub? We're still waiting right now. Nothing's happened yet. We're just still waiting. No extension, no talks. The talks fell apart. Remember, right? There were some earlier talks, then they fell apart. So right now, we're at a standstill. And then also, too, you have the fan base that's starting to turn on him, just like what happened with the, what Phil was just saying about, you know, with their star de- defensive lineman there that, on his way out the door. And it's just, 
is one yep. of these things that you have to just, as a fan base, you have to look at these situations and realize that there's two sides to these negotiations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these organizations, they do dirty negotiating through the media. And a lot yep. of times that the fan base gets used in that as well, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. there's a lot of us make enough noise, right, Prez, to say, hey, extend them. Yeah, man, hopefully so, hopefully so. So, Phil, I'm just going to ask you, man. So, 1-13 Jaguar squad. What are your keys to this to this game? I'm not even going to say victory because I don't even, you know, I don't even want to put that out there because I don't even want you guys talking about a victory against us. But what are you, some of your keys going into this game? I, I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Trust me. So, listen, I mean, honestly, we don't get the injury report until tomorrow. So, James right. Robinson had a, a high ankle sprain on, on Sunday against the, the Ravens. And, and to be honest, he's been really the only the the main bright spot i'll say he's not the only bright spot but of course he Mm -hmm. has been the main bright spot on offense outside of that guys i i think it's going to be really difficult for jacksonville to move the ball um especially with you know Minshew. we've we've kind of seen what he is capable we have seen Minshew's ceiling all right right we know what he is he's probably a solid backup quarterback or a guy that can lead you to five or six wins a year but he's definitely not going to bring you to the playoffs certainly not going to win you a championship he has completely, and I'm glad we were talking about A-Rob because we're kind of seeing similar frustration with DJ Chark, who is a who is a bona fide number one receiver for, right. for those of you guys who have not been able to watch him. He's a great receiver. But I think the thing with DJ that's the saving grace is he knows a new guy is coming in. He knows he's not going to have to play with Carter Minshew much longer. So now they have some, some guys on the offense, uh, especially LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, the two rookie receivers they brought in. They've really been coming on as of, as of late. I'm a huge fan of both of those guys. I'm also a Texas fan. So when we took Colin Johnson, I was very, I was very excited. So, but it's just, I just don't see a way, especially with the way the defense, I mean, even, yeah, the guys just gave up a lot of points to the Vikings, but you know, I would still, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is still better than Gardner Minshew in my, in my opinion. And maybe that's not saying very much, but as far as offense, I just don't see that they're going to be able to score with Chicago. I mean, you guys have been, averaging what like 30 plus points in the last four games and Jacksonville has given up at least 24 points every single game. So the right. offense of the bears, they should be, they should be chomping at the bit to go at this defense. And so really that's the biggest thing is that even if somehow Jacksonville does manage to score with Chicago, I just, they're not going to be able to stop them defensively, especially the way Montgomery is playing recently. Oh my God. It's going to be a long day. I think for, for the rush defense and, and not to even say, that, you know, Lamar Jackson came in and, and tore them up in, in terms of running the football. But what's the uh, the rookie running back for for Baltimore? J.K. Dobbins, he had a pretty yep. solid day as yeah. well. So um, I just don't think that defensively uh, they they have the weapons to, to slow down the Bears with the way they've been playing offensively. Of course, they're right in the middle of a playoff race, too. It's going to be tough. And, you know, you just want to see everybody get out of this game healthy and then, of course, continue to progress. We've seen some of the young guys look really good. And then, of course, lose because we want to make sure we get the number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but speaking to no. your point, Minshew, as your quarterback, uh, you're right. You, you all got a nice side of wide receiver out there. But what I would say for the Bears to do one of my keys would be, hey, let's put some more pressure on him. You know, we mm-hmm. keep the pressure on him. Hopefully make him throw some mistakes. Like you said already, he's more of a backup quarterback than more of a starter. So from that standpoint, let's make him as as, as uncomfortable as possible out there. <laughs> Maybe throw a few interceptions out there. So that'll be one of my keys to the game. That's a good one, A-Dub. And I would say one thing, too, when, when you, you talked about Minshew being that backup, I have to mention this on the podcast and the fact that 
one of the many reasons why I am so against Ryan Pace as our GM is because he traded for fucking Nick Foles, another backup quarterback who now is sitting <laughs> right. on our bench. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we built the Jaguars out. They guaranteed this guy $50 million in free agency. And here's Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy say, you know what? Let's go ahead and give us some draft capital and get this guy in here. I just had yeah. to say something about that. I had to. Yeah, we, we couldn't get lucky twice. So, <laughs> listen, well, when going into the offseason, you know, everybody, a lot of the fan base was, there's nobody that's going to take on that contract. And, <laughs> and Jay and I were, look, we're, we're saying, look, just, just wait. You know, we kept hearing rumblings about Chicago, but we thought it was going, even though they were in division, I thought it was going to be Indianapolis with because his, his former coach is there. I thought maybe they mm-hmm. would want to reunite. I just waited and I said, look, someone is going to take this guy on because people will overpay for a quarterback. I mean, you got, we have Mike Glennon on our team for Christ's sake. I mean, you guys, you guys should know we basically swapped quarterbacks. We have Mike Glennon and now y'all have Nick Foles. Right. So he, he, <laughs> that, 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 that was another Ryan Pace special. Yeah. <laughs> yep. People, people will pay a premium for a quarterback they think might be good. So I, I just said, just wait. Someone will bite on that contract and he will not be here next year. And lo and behold, it happened. Yep, it happened. <laughs> and we gave him draft capital to do it, too. Yep. Right. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so, A-Dub, I liked your key. If we could get some pressure on Minshew, I love that because what my key is, is limited uh, James Robinson, that running back. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, uh, Phil, I think you mentioned earlier, he he left the game early on Sunday with that knee injury. Ankle. Uh, I thought it was a knee. Ankle, yeah, uh, high ankles. Ankle. High, ankle. high ankles, right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, with that situation, we don't know if he's going to play, but if he does, he's a guy that gets a lot of dirty yards. He always is going forward. On this podcast, we always credit our running back, David Montgomery, for always getting positive yards. Well, when you watch this running back, Robinson, on tape, you see the same type of running style. He's always mm-hmm. always breaking tackles, always gets back to that line of scrimmage, and that's really key when you have an offense that really struggles to move the ball. You don't want to be getting that negative territory stuff going right. on. And so when I look at him, and the fact that he's been productive on offense with that quarterback and that limited offensive situation, he's someone that I really think that we need to key on. Oh, yeah. That's a good point you bring up, Chris, because um, to me, he's been a pretty much the uh, offensive weapon, really. Um, if he's the one that stands out the most. He's the one been putting in the workload. So you're right. But definitely, if he's limited, they're going to rely on Minshew. <laughs> if they rely on Minshew, we got to put that pressure on the press. <laughs> but definitely, good key point for yours. So yours will go ahead and end with mine. I like that key. Yeah, man, because, I mean, you got to think about this, man. No one really knew about this kid, you know, basically probably going into the season. Right. And he's, a, what, a top five running back, I think, right? Third in the league. Yeah. Undrafted, right? Undrafted, Undrafted too, right? free agent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He's great. And, uh, again, and, and to be honest with you, and I've thrown this around, I would shut him down, to be honest with you, because he's going to be such a integral part of your future. You get, what, maybe five, six years, if you're lucky, out of a running back, right? That's true. So, uh, you know, when you have a guy that's going to clearly, and especially if you're bringing in a rookie quarterback, he's probably going to be even more of a workhorse than he already is, then I would just shut him down for the year, along with some of the other guys like DJ Chark, uh, Miles Jack. <laughs> um, Josh Allen is already done for the year, so, you know, you, you shut him down uh, already. But I would just let him sit out. I mean, he's already broken all sorts of records uh, in, in 14 games, which is just absolutely right insane um and, and he was a crazy find i'll give cr- all the credit in the world to my co-host jay because he was talking about him uh, way before way back i think in may with the early roster predictions and no one knew who the hell he was and he was <laughs> saying just wait you know now we definitely didn't see the fournette 
release coming. But, you know, that when that happened, I was like, oh, man, they must really see something in James Robinson because he is going to mm-hmm. be the guy. And then and here we are, man. He has been outstanding. Yeah, I think they saw something in him, but they probably are also tired of Fournette and his nonsense, too. <laughs> yeah, good point, Brad. <laughs> yeah. when, when, I mean, when I you're s- the number one, the number four overall pick, like, you got to be better than that. You, you, yeah, dude. Talking. When he left you guys' sideline to go start that fight with the Bills, I'm like, dude, what is this guy's <laughs> fucking problem? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shit, man. Somebody needs to go have him fight Jake Paul, so maybe he'll shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I watch that. I would, actually, I would pay for that, honestly. <laughs> I think we all would. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a watch party or something. We can all we, we need to set, we'll, we'll definitely set that up if it happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so to your point, though, I hope that you guys sit out Robinson. I hope you guys sit out Chark. I hope you sit out all of those guys. So I'm, right. I'm with you on that. If, if you guys don't, though, I hope that we load up the box on him because – if we do, then it just forces Minshew to have to make plays. So that was kind of like that first key. And then my second one, really, it just it complements what Phil said earlier in the show. We got to pound the football. We saw what basically giving the ball to David Montgomery does for us on offense. He carried the ball 32 times on Sunday. On offense, we were balanced. We looked good. We moved the ball, scored 33 points on offense. Keep giving Montgomery the football. When you give him the football, good things happen. So that's my second key there for the Bears. Yeah, I like that key, um, Prez. I hope they do um, continue to pound the ball with him. But you know what? If that key works, guess what? That opens up for my key. I said let A-Rob eat. I know it's against the, um, the Jaguars. A lot of these great wide receivers has been killing. I mean, think about it. You know, Landry had a great game against you guys. Um, so many of these great wide receivers have been having a field day. So hopefully that if your key continue to work, um, Prez, that one, we're running Montgomery, that should open up the um, passing game. So I'm hoping that when it does open up, let A-Rob eat. That's my key. No, that's that's a good point, man, because as everyone knows that, that knows football, that running game always opens it up for the passing game. But it, to take it even a step further, that running game will help take pressure off of Mitch. Right. Um, we want Mitch to be back there. The thing's easy for him. You know, he makes plays here and there when we need to, but I don't want to lean on him too much, right? So that's kind of the thing that I look at there. Also, that right. Jaguars rush defense, and Phil probably knows this better than anyone, they're not that good. And so right. I think that that's an opportunity for Montgomery and that offensive line for the Bears to basically impose their will. I agree. The defensive line, uh, you know, of course, Josh Allen out now. Of course, you you will expect him to help more so in the pass rush. But in terms of the interior, you know, you definitely have a couple of young guys that are there and Devon Hamilton and Doug Costin, who, if not for James Robinson, would be getting a lot more discussion here in Jacksonville because he is also an undrafted guy who has played very, very well. Again, Dave Caldwell can find these guys apparently and plug them in and he's, he's playing very well, but yeah, just like you said, you know, um, as far as the secondary goes, you know, CJ Henderson has been shut down for the year. Sidney Jones, I think has been in and out of the lineup, at least as of late. And then we have guys that are plugged in there that we just signed off of practice squads. And uh, that showed definitely last week against Baltimore. So uh, the recipe is there for Chicago to have a blowout victory. But like you said, you know, even though the record shows what it is, they played some teams very, very tough, which would be worrisome if I was Chicago. Yeah, and the thing about it is that the team isn't showing any signs of quit, right? Because you mm-hmm. could tell with a lot of these situations where uh, teams are basically openly trying to lose games. But when I look at like guys like Robinson, and when you look at some of those guys on the defense, you still see guys out there that are, that are still playing their asses off. And I think the thing with you look at this Jaguars team, you guys have just been hit with a lot of injuries. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that, that when I look at that team, I'm like, ooh, that's, 
It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, when I look at him, man, I've heard what uh, Doug Maroon was saying. He was like, hey, look, we're not going to quit. We're going to go out there and play every game like it's our last game, you know? So even with them losing a lot of games, whatever, they have been playing guys tough. But, hey, as Coach said, hey, we're not quitting. We're going to go out there and battle. And he's got the support of the locker room, too, huh? <laughs> Apparently so. More so, there are two guys that spoke up, one Miles Jack and the other, I think, was Avery Jones. Two guys that are tenured. They've been here for a while. They were around, uh, you know, for the 2017 run. And my thought process is they just get to do whatever they want. I'm like, just get to know the new coach. He'll be fine. You you have Doug's cell phone number. If you really want to talk to him, you can talk to him. It's, it's like it's not like you're never going to speak to him again. But uh, I, I, uh, after, after the last few weeks that he's not sticking around. So, uh, you know, I hope the fan base is I'm pretty sure they're aware of that. And, you know, right. they got they, they just have to. And this is something we talk about a lot, you know, especially now with the number one overall pick. And they have another first round pick from the Rams in, in uh, this year's draft as well. It's a very attractive job and it's an easy fix. It's very similar. Mm-hmm from when we went from 2016 into 2017, you plug in a couple of key veterans, you make the right decisions, except this time around, you hopefully have the quarterback that everybody covets and everybody wants. Right. Yep. For sure. Before we, uh, we get out of here, Phil, is, are there any other injuries that we should be aware of outside of Robinson? So right now, again, as I mentioned, I haven't seen the, uh, the injury report come out here quite yet. Um, as I mentioned, you know, some of the key guys that have been out already, uh, CJ Henderson, their first round pick, top 10 pick has not played in quite some time. Sidney Jones, who has played very, very well. He was a guy that we snatched from Philadelphia, who had just kind of lost his way for a little bit and has really come on strong for the team this year. Um, as far as, you know, of course, the main, the main one, as I mentioned, is going to be James Robinson. The offensive line has kind of been all over the place in terms of guys going in and out. Although, you know, it, it kind of shows with the, with the season that Robinson's having, the interior of the line has been very good. However, the tackle play has been absolutely terrible. It's been so bad between Jalon, Juan <laughs> Taylor, and Cam Robinson, which is why, you know, they're going to be able to get to Gardner Minshew. Yanni Kangakwe, you know, and he, he may have been extra motivated because he was play, playing against us for the first time, but he absolutely, you know, just ate against Jawan Taylor. So um, not really too much else as far as uh, on um, what's already been out there. But, uh, you know, they're, like I said, there are definitely going to be some weaknesses for the Bears to exploit for sure. Yeah, that's always good to know. We whenever we do our preview pods, we always just like to because we know you you have your ear to the street. I know it's a little earlier in the week for the mm-hmm. the official injury report, but I figured there probably might have been something that we might have overlooked. Yeah, nothing yeah. as of right now that we've that we've necessarily uh, that we've necessarily heard of. So, speaking of injuries, you know, but our boy Jalen Johnson, you know, he's been uh, one of the guys that we've been missing on from last Sunday due to that um, shoulder injury, and um, hopefully we can um, have him back, but. Who knows what that's going to look like for him, but we kind of missing him out there in the field. And um, this will be a good game to bring him back in to at least give him a chance to really um, get comfortable with the game, get comfortable with his shoulder, see what it's like. Who knows? We'll have to see what the injury report looks like. But uh, that's where I'm at with that. Prez, any thoughts? Um, what I would just say on that is uh, depending on if the Jaguars start sitting these players like uh, what Phil was saying, it might not be a bad idea to basically keep Jalen out for another week. I think it just mm-hmm. depends on what we see, right? Yeah, if, yeah. If, if DJ's playing, then I want Jalen out there if he's healthy, right? Because right. we also have to balance uh, the long term. And this kid's going to probably be an eight to t- twelve year pro in his league, so you got to balance that concern over probably trying to win a week uh, sixteen ball games. That's the way I look at it. There. Another injury for us to kind of be thinking about is Buster Screen and his concussion. Right. Um, so that's something that we need to basically keep our eye on in this game because 
we have some young guys in that secondary that have had to step up, but I would really like to get the veteran back in there if possible, you know, especially uh, as we're gearing up for this week 16 and week 17 matchup. Yeah. So I, I would like to get those guys back in there. I agree, because you don't, you don't want the rust that's just lingering there either, right? So, like you said, Perez, it'll be if we can't get Jalen Johnson back for this game here, at least hopefully we get Buster Screen back, at least one of them, right? That would be yeah, cool. Exactly. And I know, we, you know, we've been, you know, very critical of Buster Screen, you know, rightfully so, because teams uh, feel that we've had to play. They've been basically scheming their guys against him. Jefferson's right. abused them, you know, but right. at the same time, that's still a veteran guy. I will still take him in that lineup because, you know, you can't replace that type of experience in his league. Right. It wasn't like he's been getting killed by little weak guys, right? He's been killed, get killed by uh, pretty good wide receivers out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, hey, Phil, before you get out of here, man, plug your show, man. Tell our audience how they can find you guys. And we definitely, uh, definitely appreciate you for coming on, brother. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Hey, thank you so much again for having me on. Honestly, one of my favorite things about starting the po- or doing the podcast is getting to connect with other fan bases and in, in instances where we wouldn't get to do that, especially in a you know a COVID shit year where everything was just <laughs> was just shut down. Man, you know we haven't been able to travel or do anything. So thank goodness we've been able to to link up with with uh, you know awesome people like yourselves. And, and we'll have to return the favor in the, in the future. We'll have, you know, Jay and I will have to get you guys on and uh, you know, you can find the believe in the Jaguars podcast. I mean, it's pretty much anywhere you're listening to podcasts, of course, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, all of that stuff. We're part of the believe podcasting network, which is uh, we, uh, you know, we have a show for pretty much everything and uh, been, been really, really, really um, happy to work with them. And it's given us opportunities to, you know, have to have media opportunities and all this kind of stuff. So it's been great. So if you enjoy this show, you'll definitely enjoy Jay and I show. If you're looking for some insight on a team that admittedly, not a lot of people really know about. So we have, we have some insight that we can give you. And if you want to learn about a new team, there you go. Well, brother, we appreciate you. And we definitely will take you up on that opportunity whenever you guys want us, man. Absolutely guys. All right, man. Have a good one, brother. Thank you. Hey, Doug, man. That was fun, man. Yes, it was pulled up with us. Let me get your uh, your final score prediction uh, for week 16. Oh, man. I'm going to go 30 to 16. That's my prediction. Okay. All right. Keep the 30 another points thir- alive. Another 30-point uh, <laughs> offensive battle. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. Another 30 ball. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow you with that. I'm going uh, 34 to the Bears, and I'm going to go 13 to the Jaguars. So 34, 13. Okay. That's not about right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow you with that, man. I, I like that. That was a good prediction. I think uh, I think Santos will get us a couple field goals, and I see two David Montgomery touchdown runs uh, in our future. And guess what? I see my boy Money Moon getting in the end zone along with A-Rod. All right. All right. Hey, man, I hope you're right, man. But either way, <laughs> we, we both see a dub coming, so that's yes, all sir. that matters. As we said earlier in this episode, man, we just we need these these guys take this one game at a time. Don't look ahead to that Packers game. Focus what's in front of you because right now your season is basically on the line right now. Um, I agree. We're trying to chase the, the Cardinals uh, because the damn Eagles lost on Sunday, which you know kind of like you know mucked things up for us a little bit. They couldn't get the job done, but we need to catch the Cardinals because they're a game up in front of us in that for that final wild card spot. But the good news is, if we do tie with the Cardinals before the season's over, we have the tiebreaker advantage, so we would get that that playoff spot. Well, we're rooting for that to happen, <laughs> you know, so therefore, 
we can get our chance to um, get into the playoffs. But you're right. We can't overlook the Jaguars. We got to win out. Bottom line, we got to win out. And right now, the task at hand is the Jaguars. We got to play. No matter what their team look like, what their struggles are, we got to execute. We got to play. Exactly. Um, Looking at that Cardinals schedule, they placed the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. And that 49ers team has been hit by injuries. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G's been out for a majority of the year. And then that backup quarterback, Nick Mullen, he's also now out. I think he needs Tommy John surgery. And I've never even heard of a damn NFL player needing Tommy John surgery. But anyway, <laughs> they, they've they just been hit. And then yeah. I don't know if you saw, they signed Josh Ro- Ro- Rosen off of the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. Uh, so and they put him on the active roster. So that's how desperate the, the 49ers are right now. That's very desperate right there. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we hope they pull out the win, right? I want them yeah. to get that win because we probably we might need them to get that win, right? So, uh, but at the end of the day, look, the 49ers still aren't, aren't going to quit. And as you know, we're not going to quit either. So we're going to battle this whole thing out to the end. Yeah, man. So, yeah, they got the Niners Sunday. And then yep. um, their, the last, their Week 17 matchup is against the Rams. And that's going to be uh, them going. That's going to be a road game for the Cardinals. That's their remaining schedule. We'll see. But man, the Bears, we just got to take this one game at a time. You're spot on, brother. And hopefully, we pull this win out. We look good doing it. And hey, put some more pressure on the, on the other teams, man, to let them know that hey, you're not in the playoffs. If you're trying to make it, it's more pressure on you to win. Definitely more pressure. Before we get out of here, man, I, I it, it wouldn't be in my nature not to. Just briefly talk about the Pro Bowl, right? So we see that our boy Khalil Mack and Cordero Patterson were elected to the Pro Bowl. Shout out to those two. Congratulations. But the fact that the Pro Bowl snubbed Roquan Smith, that shit is just, it's a a crime. I don't understand why fans are involved in these votings for these Pro Bowls and for the All-Star Games because this shit is a joke, bro. You got people that's voting on this stuff and it's nothing but a popularity contest and they don't even understand or even like football because if this guy right here is not going to be one of the best linebackers on an all-star team, then fuck a Pro Bowl because I don't even know. It's just a joke. I just really hope that we get the fans out of this vote because when I see stuff like that, it really pisses me off. This guy is playing at an all-pro level and guess what? What I even said on our Twitter account, man, fuck a Pro Bowl, man. All-pro. Is better than a Pro Bowl all day long. And so if you don't want this guy on your Pro Bowl, he's still all pro to all of us because we see these games and we watch the film. Exactly. What you just said right there, Press, it shows people who are not watching the games or watching film on these guys, man. There's no way. But anyhow, we know how good he is. We know his value. We enjoy having him with this squad. Hey, look, at the end of the day, they don't appreciate the guy. We do. But you're right. All pro is what he is. And guess what? If you haven't watched the Bears all season, that guy has been put in work. I mean, work after work, week after week. Yep, yep. So, hey, Pro Bowl, he's he's on our Pro Bowl. And guess what? We all know that he's all pro. So, Roquan, shout out to you. And keep doing what you're doing out there. So lastly, A-Dub, I want to give a shout out to our boy, Notorious CMG, one of our loyal listeners, man. This dude sent us a gift card for Christmas, man. And not only did he send us a gift card, but he supported our sponsor, Kinslager Brewery. And I thought that, that was like the gift that keeps on giving because he's helping a small business here during this pandemic time, right? Because that revenue is helpful for them. But then he also gave a little little bit to us. And I thought, man, dude, that was a very humbling and it was an awesome gift, man. So thank you very much, man, for the thoughtful gift. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. CMG, we salute you, brother. 
Um, thank you so much, man. We appreciate your loyalty. We appreciate you listening in on, on the um, podcast. We just want to thank you for uh, your generosity. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Well, hey, Doug, man, we're going to get out of here, man. We got our Week 16 matchup here against with the Jaguars. Man, let's hope that uh, Club Dub is back open again for us. For all our listeners, we want to wish you guys a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Centers Podcast. You can now find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, in addition to Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. On our next episode, we will recap the Week 16 matchup against the Jaguars. Bear Nation, come down with us. Peace.